never stops making moves. Set the plot, what we do, never lose. Heading straight to the top. Stay on a hustler, straight from the muscle. We up about our business, we stay on the grind. We never falling, you know that we ballin'. We up about this money and stay on our mind. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Money Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Luvano, my partner, David Medina. Um, this is the first podcast. How you feeling, David? Feeling excited. Feeling, feeling excited? excited? Yeah, first time doing this, so uh, let's see what comes out of it. I know I begged you to do this, but I think we're going to get a lot of uh, people inspired, motivated, and I think we're going to provide a lot of value. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is our first podcast, obviously, uh, but I just wanted to introduce myself, and then maybe David can talk about himself a little bit, but background on me. My name's Eric Luvano. Uh, you know, I just turned 30, right? And uh, I uh, recently, you know, got involved in real estate. Got involved okay. in real estate, and I love it. And I how how long ago, by the way? It's gonna be almost a year. Yeah. In uh, in November, I think. Yeah, yeah. And in yeah. that uh, short period of time, how many deals have you done now? Uh, six deals. Six deals. Six deals. We're about to open the seventh one. About to do the seventh one. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that feel? It feels good. I mean, if you would have asked me probably like two years ago if I would be involved in real estate, I'd probably be like, I probably wouldn't believe you because from the beginning, I didn't. I, I think a lot of people don't know how to get started in real estate. Right. You know. Well, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about it. what were you doing before you got into real estate. Well, um, so I, you know, first of all, you know, I, I grew up, you know, thinking like, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get even better grades, right? The better grades, the better job, the better job, the better pay. That's how I grew up. My parents worked in. In corporate America, right? For 30 years, they're retired now. So that's all I knew growing up. Right. Um, and I got introduced to entrepreneurship at 20, 21 years old. I was working at a restaurant. I was a server and I got introduced to network marketing. Okay. Right? Um, I feel like they say that's the gateway drug to entrepreneurship, <laughs> right? So I got involved in network marketing and uh, I kind of, you know, figured out that I was really good at sales. Um, I was selling a product. It was a health and wellness company. Um, and I, I found out that, you know, I was actually pretty good at sales, speaking in front of people, uh, building teams, networking. Right. And, and I finally fell in love with the idea of being your own boss. And, and, and how long did you do that for? So I was in that company for about four, four years, four years, um, hit a six figure income in that company. Right. Uh, me, you know, being, you know, 21 years old, right. Making six figures. Right. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Had a lot, a lot of fun. Um, met a lot of people. Right. Traveled a lot. And uh, I think four years into the company, the company actually shut down. Okay. So it uh, made me you know, obviously, you know, look at other opportunities. And to, I knew I wanted to be in entrepreneurship, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So what was the transition after that? So, man, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because you're making six figures, you're making 10 grand a month. And at 21 years old, that's a lot of money. Right. Right. And all of a sudden, your income goes from ten grand a month to zero. Right. Right. Out of nowhere. So I wasn't really prepared for it. So I did what anybody else would do. I went on YouTube and I said, "Hey, how to make passive income?" Right. I, I learned passive income from network marketing, and uh, and I, I saw this middle-aged woman talk about ATMs, okay. ATM machines, and she was explaining the business model. Uh, the business model made sense, and I told myself, "If this middle-aged woman can do this, I kill it at this." <laughs> right. And so. I did my own research, um, placed my first ATM. Um, it was at a uh, salon in Santa Monica. Okay. What year was this? Uh, this was 2017. Okay. 17. Um, and it made me zero dollars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it made me zero dollars. And uh, I think for most people, you know, they think that, you know, entrepreneurs say, hey, get rich quick kind of thing. Right. But yeah. 
it's a struggle. It's a hustle. It, so it, it definitely is. It's it's long term, and I think that's the biggest issue that that uh, especially our youth right now. Right. You know, they want everything pretty quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So continue. Yeah. So uh, made zero dollars, and I was. I was fired up. I was fired up. I was like, okay. Well, the cool thing about an ATM is that you can pick it up and put it anywhere you want. Right. So I uh, ended up placing at another location. Um, and from that point on, that one started making me three grand a month. Wow. Uh, just one one, one location. Just one location. Wow. I said, wow, if I can do this with one location, let me do it. Let me just keep growing this. So after a while, uh, I went from one ATM to 30 ATMs, from 30 to 60. And uh, it turned into well over a six-figure income. Okay. Um, and I had the idea that if, Hey, you know, this is, this is a great business that nobody really knows about. It's kind of like an industry where it's like a, it's a lot of older demographic right. that has an ETF yeah. business yeah. and it's it, a cash business as well, right? Cash business. Um, and not a lot of younger people knew about it at all. Right. So I, I saw a need for it right. as far as, uh, being able to teach people this type of business right. and charge a fee for it. So sure. I, I came out with the course. Um, online platform, my market, and you were one of the first people that started uh, promoting and, and teaching how I to, was I was one how to get in the industry, right? Exactly, I was one of the first ones that kind of brought it to like the younger demographic, because uh, nobody knew about it. And right. So, I first I remember it was one night I, I was with my partner at the time, and uh, I wasn't sure how the market was going to react to it. Right. So what we did is we tested it out. I went on Instagram Live and I explained the business model, and after that, there were so many people that reached out. I was like, hey, I want to know more. How do I get into this business? Where right. do I start? And so I found out that the you know there was a need in the market for it. So I came out with the course, and uh, I had over a thousand students purchase that course for nine ninety seven. It was that off of that one live? No. So so or just throughout. It was just we kind of tested to see if people were even interested in first. We've got to even build the course. Yeah. Built the course after we saw the market wanted it and. Uh, started promoting it, um, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, uh, I went all out and uh, had over a thousand students purchase the course, uh, made my first million online, Got it. Uh, selling nice. a course, which is pretty cool, and um, and changed a lot of lives. Right. I actually had a lot of people that were able to get into that course and place one, two, three ATMs. Um, and so I think I had over a hundred students right. place at least one ATM within 90 days of taking that course. So that's pretty, pretty good. Cool. Yeah. 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 So pretty cool success rate on that. And, and so from that point on, um, I was just, you know, building my ATM business, scaling it. Um, and uh, long story short, I told myself, hey, I love ATMs, but I want to do something else that's a little bit more long-term, something right. I can actually build true wealth with. And I knew the answer was real estate. So, so now walk us through how you transitioned into uh, real estate. Well, uh, how did how did that uh, come about? It came out of nowhere, to be honest. <laughs> I knew I wanted to get involved in real estate. Yeah, I just didn't know how. Right, and I think that's a lot of people out there. They just don't know how to get started. So, luckily, right, uh, I met obviously a friend that introduced me to somebody, an investor that was already involved in real estate, aka David Medina. Right, right, and so obviously we kicked it off. I think we we met in Tulum for the first time, right, through mutual friends. Yeah, right. We, well, actually, we uh, we met at the at the airport. Actually, in the airplane. Yeah, in the airplane before we took off. Yeah, right. So we had yeah. a meet. So we had a mutual friend that invited us. Right. Uh, we're we're all heading to Tulum, and then um, I knew that uh, you were friends with him. Yeah. And I yeah. sat behind you. Right. 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 Yeah. You came up to me. Yeah. I was like, "Who's yeah. tapping me on my shoulder?" I was on my laptop. Well, you know what's the funny thing about that trip? It was that I didn't know anybody else other than that mutual friend. Got it. Got it. And so I said, "You know what? This is going to be about a week yeah. trip." 
I might as well start getting to know everybody. Exactly. So that's kind of how we how we start, how we connected. That's how we connected in Tulum on the way to Tulum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, over a nineteen, you know, a bottle nineteen forty two. <laughs> right. Some good times, but I don't even think we really talked about real estate on that trip. No, not really. No. no. So I I really didn't even know what you did. Uh, but it wasn't until I think it was a something I had in my place that you came and I don't know. We started talking about real yeah. estate. You showed me a couple of transactions you did. I saw the checks. I saw the commas in the checks. Yeah. I was fired up. I was yeah. excited. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and so I saw an opportunity and I said, Hey, I want to get involved. How do right. I, how do I get involved? And yeah. so, uh, I think we, we did our first JV yeah. property. Right? So going back to, as far as how to get started, you know, everybody has, they're in different stages in their life. Right. Um, and you were at a place where you could actually come in as a as a as a partner, right? As an equity partner, right? Meaning that uh, you put some of your money, and you know I put some of my money, right? And we got into our first deal. Absolutely. And I think if you know, you know, for anybody out there that wants to get involved in real estate, I think that's the best way to do it. Right. Why is because first of all, you're expect you're expediting your learning curve, meaning yeah. you're learning from somebody that's already done it multiple times successfully, right? So you're you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. All you got to do is hop on, right? and do exactly what they say. Say what they say, do what they do, get what they get, right? Every single time. So well that's said. what I, I learned that in network marketing. I learned that, um, you know, in business. And so I learned that with, when you want to learn a new skill, a new trait, right? Learn from somebody that has right. the results you want. You obviously showed me the transactions. I got involved. And throughout that process on that one property, right? I learned a lot yeah. just, just through that one transaction. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody out there that wants to get involved in real estate, find somebody that has the results you want, Right. And, you know, learn and try to try to get involved in that in that transaction. Right. Bring value, obviously. Right. Yep. Partner up. And I guarantee you, you'll learn a lot. So, yeah, that was a great deal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell them a little bit about the deal? Well, this was in uh, chapter. You know, you know, before we even go into that, before we go into that, who are you, David? Who are you? So, I mean, I forgot. Obviously, they know, you know, me and my background, yeah. where I yeah, came yeah. from, how I started my entrepreneur yeah. journey. But I think a lot of people want to know, you know, how did you get involved in real estate? How did you? Well, you know, uh, interesting uh, story because I had no interest in the real estate industry whatsoever. Right. As a matter of fact, I wanted to be an architect, you know, growing up, wow. even through uh, high school. Um, I got recruited to play uh, college, uh, soccer in college. Nice. But, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I didn't have the right guidance or mentorship, which is why I think this is, you know, for me, it's, it's something that uh, I think is very important. Right. Um, but anyways, long story short, I attended a school that, uh, did not have an architect, pro uh, program. Okay. So, um, was not really interested in school, but I was getting, you know, jobs here and there to pay, you know, for the gas, for the food. Okay. Uh, long story short, I ended up working at a mortgage company in 2007. Okay. So what, so, so what made you go into mortgage? Uh, literally I got a, uh. Uh, I found an ad on Craigslist. Okay. Back in 2007, that said, you know, make ten to twenty thousand dollars a month. Man. No experience. So I figured, all right, let me check this out. I right. was 19 years old at the time, and um, so I applied. I remember that interview. I will never forget that interview. Uh, the guy's name is Steve Super. Uh, Steve Super. Steve Super. His last name was actually Super. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the so. company was in uh, was in Glendale. Okay. And, uh, I mean, the guy chewed me out. I remember that interview, but you know, this is where I first, the first sales pitch that I did. Right. And again, I wasn't exposed to sales. I, you know, communicating, I was, very, I'm an introvert right. by nature. Uh, so, but I remember him chewing me out in that interview. You know, I turned around before I walked out of that, that, that office uh -huh. and I just went back to him. I said, Hey, you know, interview me again. Right. And I just basically pitched them as to why he should, he should hire me. Nice. 
And uh, the guy laughed. He gave me a, a one-week probation. Okay. And so back then, it was very, very cutthroat. You know, you were on the phones, and if you didn't produce within the first week, you were out. So if you were six months into the uh, with the company, you were considered right. a veteran. Okay. Yeah. So you know, luckily, just six months, you're yeah, considered a veteran. Yeah, you're considered a veteran because okay. there was a high turnover. Okay. People were getting fired and hired every day. Okay. So it was a revolving door every day. Um, but anyway, so I got into the mortgage industry in 2007 at the at the peak, um, and um, it just came natural to me to be on the phone and talking to people, which is something again that I you know. I I wasn't really seeking or looking into. Right. Um, I, I was more into the creative side, uh, being an architect. But um, it was just something that came out just naturally. And then so from there, I really got intrigued. Um, and my first month, not my first month, but my first deal, I made about five grand, 4,500 bucks. Nice. At the time, I was, uh, you know, I didn't realize, but I, I, you know, I got stiffed on the commission. Okay. But just making 4,500 bucks on, you know, being 19 years old, um, on one deal, one transaction, really got hooked. And at the same yeah. time, um, I was able to sit with the family. You know, I helped them out, and it just—it was a good feeling. So from that point on, I said, okay, if I can make five grand, not knowing anything about the industry, I said, you know what? Let me dive into this and really get to know the business. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that I've done has been self-taught, uh, which is, you know, you, you need to have the desire to want to do it. Right. Um, Let me ask you this: take initiative. Yeah. If you had a star all over, would you change anything or would you say, hey, I, I'm glad I did it on my own. I'm glad I self-taught myself. Right. Yeah. Or would you say, hey, tell somebody out there, hey, you know, instead of doing what I did. Right. Taking the hard way. Would you would you go in about well, another way? You know what? There's I look at it from two two perspectives. Uh -huh. One, obviously, like you said earlier, you know, it expedites the learning curve. Right. Right. You also get to. um uh you know, learn from someone else's mistakes. That's a big one. Right. So it, it you know, it, it shortens that, that pathway to success. Right. Um, but at the same time, I will say that uh, it helped, you know, grow thick skin. So doing things on your own, you know, failing, it also helps you b build thick skin. Right, right. Right. So it's one of two things. Either A, you're going to quit, right, because it's too difficult, you fail, et cetera, you can't pick yourself up. Or, you know, it gets you, makes you stronger, builds thick skin to kind of, you know, face, uh, you know, life in, in a different way. So, I mean, to, if I were to speak to somebody or, you know, encourage them to definitely seek, you know, uh, somebody who has uh, experience or has been doing something like you said right. in the same field, but, you know, take risk on your own as well. Um, you know, be able to pick yourself up because that, that kind of, you know, creates thick skin. Right. And I'm big right. on that. So, but anyways, um, so, you know, the market crashed in 2008. Um, so I, what happened, that company actually shut down. Okay. But uh, I was there for about a year, uh, about a year or so, a couple, you know, about about eight to twelve months, something like that, before the company shut down. But in that in that one, you know, in that one year that I was there, um, I learned a lot, uh, not only in the sales, uh, but also in the as far as how mortgages work and just the real estate industry uh, uh, as a whole. Right. And um, in two thousand, so I mean, I rolled that wave two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I was still doing loans. We actually were doing loan modifications. Okay. Uh, but in 2010, I got into commercial real estate. And so I did that for a short period of time in downtown LA, dealing with apartment buildings yeah. on the sell side. So speaking to landlords, looking to trade their buildings, right. sell them or buy new new properties. Um, and at the same time, I started to kind of get more into the uh, investment side of, of real estate. Okay. So not only from the commercial side, as far as multifamily, but I started to make connections on the um, foreclosure, you know, so investors that were buying properties cash, right. you know, they were fixing them and flipping them. Right. 
Um, so started to do connections there, and uh, but out of nowhere in 2011, um, I did a complete 180. So I started a business uh, with my father um, in the pest control industry. Mm. So you know I had encouraged my father. My father had been in the industry for about 15 years, working for a big box company, and um, I because I was going through this transition of entrepreneurship, right. personal development. And whatnot, you know, I I figured, you know what, let me why, let why don't me, we open up our own company. Well, at, yeah. at first, I convinced him. Yeah, you know, in his own words, I persuaded him and I convinced him yeah. to quit his job and go into business for himself. Yeah, um, you know, the 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 problem is that just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be good at building a business. Right, right. So, um, you know, he had all the experience doing the work, and so I encouraged him to to open up his own business. I helped him out, you know, with you know with the paperwork. Right. You know stuff like that, and uh, you know, 30 days after opening the company, you know, he was, you know, he was having issues working on his own, right? Building business, you know, getting getting leads, right? You know, accounts, etc. You know, and to give him credit, though, he was 53, 54 when he uh, when he quit his job, right? And That's a big thing to do at 53, 54. Exactly. So typically around that age, you're looking forward to the next 10 years to retirement, chill, not yeah. start a new business from scratch, yeah. So anyways, in that, during that time, I was doing the whole real estate stuff and, um, you know, we came to an agreement that, hey, look, let me, let me help you out. Um, you know, you need help and, and, and let's, you know, let's work together. So I completely just uh, went all in into the business, uh, cut the real estate off for a little bit, put it on pause and, um, and yeah, and started teaching myself again, self-taught, don't know right. anything about the industry, right. um, doing research and development, you know, just researching companies, what the small companies were doing, the medium size, the large size. And, uh, and then ultimately what I ended up doing was setting up goals. So I said, Hey, if I'm in this business, I'm in this industry, you know, how do I get to six figures? Right. How do I get to half a million? How do I get to seven figures? Right. Right. So, you know, at the time, you know, it just seemed very, very far fetched, very, just, you know, complicated to get to that six figures. Right. However, uh, just do what I ended up doing was reverse engineer. So that's worked for me a lot, you know, throughout my career is mm -hmm. just reverse engineer something. So if I, if I need, if I'm, if I want a goal to achieve, right, how do I get that and just break it down into the simplest form? Right. So, you know, after the first year we did, you know, six figures. Nice. Then we doubled that the second year. Then we doubled that the third year. And we just kept doubling for about four or five years. And in 2014 is when I was able to do my first uh, real estate uh, flip on my own. Right. So throughout that 2011 that we started the business, all the way to 2014, all I was doing was saving. We're growing the business. We're expanding, saving money, saving money, and then the opportunity came to either a open up another branch or b you know get into real estate. And I've always been passionate about real estate since I got into the mortgage industry. Um, and uh, this is where kind of the the turning point happened for me, because if you recall, I said I wanted to be an architect. Yeah, yeah, how boring, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, when I got my first deal. Um, I was able to uh, redesign the floor plans, you know, just get very creative with, you know, the colors. So you're able to kind of kind of do what you yeah, want in a exactly, way, exactly. but still make, make more than an architect. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what, it, you know, it ended up being the full circle where I was able to use my creative side, right, and at the same time, you know, make a little bit of money. Right. Uh, but now, you know, moving forward, um, you know, what I ended up seeing is, because uh, then after that in 2017, uh, I got more into the development side. So I was able to partner up with a company, an investment group, 
that was doing uh, development from the ground up, yeah. uh, commercial buildings, apartment buildings. Uh, so I uh, I was lucky to be a part of a uh, uh, you know 36 unit apartment building, 32 unit apartment building, 24 unit apartment building, ground up. you know, in, in ground up in Hollywood. And so I was able to learn on the you know syndication side, you know, raising capital, right? Um, you know, the construction. Uh, so you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But right. the biggest thing that that really really kind of had an impact on me was um, the difference that we were making in those people that you know that that we were employing. Right. So aside from making money for investors and and for ourselves, you know, we're also creating jobs. And that's the biggest thing for me. You right. know what I mean? Is that, you know, as we're building these big, big complexes, you know, it takes a big group of people to right. get this done from the from the architect, engineer, you know, the general contractor, the people that are actually out there, you know, you know, putting bricks together. Right. Um, from the people that do the financing. So right. it, there's a lot of people that that are involved in creating these these projects. And, uh, and it creates, you know, it creates opportunities to create jobs. Right. So that's been kind of my biggest proponent as far as building businesses is, you know, how many people am I impacting? Right. You know, how many lives am I changing? You know, how many uh, uh, families am I putting food on the table? Not in a, you know, arrogant way, but just, you know, uh, from a place of, of, you know, of growth, mm -hmm. you know, and making a difference. Mm -hmm. So, um, after that, you know, we, uh, you know, we sold the company in 2020, the uh, the family business, after having it for 10 years-ish. Uh, you know, we sold the company, retired my folks. Nice. Um, they've been retired for the past two years now. Nice. And I took some time off uh, in 2020, uh, 2021. And uh, this is when we started kind of getting back into, uh, you know, meeting you guys. Right. And that's when I had said, you know what, let me get back into, you know, fix and flip, which is kind of something that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about. It was yeah. a hobby of mine. Yeah. And so now what we've done is kind of taken that and, and build a business around it. Right. Yeah. So after we started to do our own, uh, joint venture, our own deals, yeah. uh, we, we kind of, you know, saw that there was a need service, a service, you yeah. know, um, because a lot of people always reaches out and says, Hey, how do I get involved? How exactly. do I get, how do I get involved? And instead of partnering up with one individual on certain deals, what we decided to do is kind of, hey, let's just create a fund. Right. That's kind of what, where Luxem Capital came about. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, you know, Luxem Capital, instead of, uh, you know, syndicating one specific deal. What's a syndication, bro? Because there's people out there that don't know what syndication means, don't know what a fund is, right? So right. before we get into that, so not everybody, you know, yeah, yeah. has so, the same So syndication, in so. uh, just in simplest form, is... Um, raising capital for a specific project. Okay. Okay. So there's syndications in all types of industry. There's syndication in the movie, in the entertainment business. You know, there's syndication in real estate. There's syndications for you know for for uh, building companies. Right. Uh, but basically, what a syndication is, is just pulling money together for one specific project. Right. Whether that be real estate development, whether that be a movie, whether that be a startup. Right. Etc. So, but the key part is that it's one specific project right that's a syndication that's it so when that's that project's it. over yeah so it, if that right? project does well then you know you do well as well you know if the project goes south you know you're stuck on that one deal right and you know you got to take the losses as well so in the simplest form that's what a syndication is okay a little bit more complex but just to keep simple it simple form. yeah okay uh now what's what's a fund now so a fund is is a little bit different um the fund is where we pull money as well as a group 
but now that group is doing multiple projects. Okay. So the head of that group, which is called an operator, okay, right, uh, or a sponsor, that person or that entity will take the pool of money. Let's just say, as an example, we need a million dollars. Right. So we have investors that pull a million dollars together, and from that point on, now the operator decides, hey, we're going to do X amount of deals. So as far as real estate goes, what we do, you know, we project anywhere between what fifteen to twenty deals a year. So now the investors that are in that fund are taking advantage of every single transaction that we do. Got it. It's kind of like a mutual fund. Right. So that's the, that's kind of a, a, a comparison. Right. It's a mutual fund. So in the mutual fund, that fund has ownership or shares of multiple companies. Yeah. And so it depends on how all those companies do at the end of the year. Combined. Combined, right? Yeah. They'll get an average, whatever that net, that gets distributed to to you know the the shareholders or, right. of the, of that fund. So essentially, uh, I like to say in simple industry, I think everybody knows what a four hundred one k is, right? Yeah. Four hundred one k is people put you know their money into stocks and bonds, right? They trust the company or right. operator, right, to put their money in stocks and bonds, and you know the companies do well that they invest in, they do well, right? Right? They do yeah. bad, they do bad, right? Exactly. So the only difference here is that instead of investing in stocks and bonds, you're investing in real estate. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. So obviously, you know, this, this podcast guys, you know, we, we want to create this podcast for you, for people that, you know, um, are thinking about getting involved in real estate, want to get involved, don't know how, right. Uh, obviously educational purposes to educate people as well. Um, inspire as well. We'll obviously have, you know, other entrepreneurs and other yeah. industries coming here exactly. as well. So, um, but specifically, I think we'll be talking about a lot of real estate just because that's where our day to day is, is real right. estate. So, yeah. um, and, and and not just I'm sorry to interrupt, but just yeah. not, not just real estate. I think we'll we'll you know we'll expand on you know as far as uh, you know finance, uh, uh, of course. You know, that's in, that's involved the, in real the economy, well. yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah. simple stuff. Like, you know how to how to save up to be able to invest. Mm-hmm. You know what type of investments to look for, et cetera. Um, and also entrepreneurship and mindset. You know things like that. We'll be sharing in this podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So uh, well, I know my answer, but let me ask you um, why real estate. You know why 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 did you choose you know, everybody has a vehicle, right? Yeah. They choose their own vehicle of where, you know, to get them to where they want to go, right? Some people, you know, want to be in music. Some people want to be an actress, actors, right? Some people, you know, want to do uh, whatever it might be, fitness, right? But why why for you, why why did you choose real estate? Well, you know, just kind of what I was saying about the story, I, I kind of landed in real estate, okay. right? So in the beginning, I would say that I didn't choose real estate, okay? right? I just kind of stumbled across it and then little by little I've been growing into it. Okay. However, now, you know, in my professional career, you know, why real estate is because, you know, obviously it's a, it's an it's an asset that's that's tangible. You can, you know, you can look at it, you can feel it, you can see it. Um at the same time, you know, uh, you know, there's not a there's not land being built, right? So it's resources that is very limited. Um everybody re- needs a place to live in. Um, and then there's so many tax advantages that real estate provides that right. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into it on this one, on this podcast, but, you know, we could definitely, uh, go down that rabbit hole, you know, on a different episode, right. but definitely tax advantages. Um, and it's just one of the, uh, safest investments that's been, you know, time over time, um, proven. And, and again, you know, being that my background, why, you know, I have a creative side, wanted to be an architect. You know, then I got into the business world, so it kind of ties in both worlds mm-hmm. uh, for me. Where you know, it, it takes a lot of creativity to put a deal together, from a very small fix and flip to a big development. You know, it just takes a lot of creativity, 
Um, and, and that's a challenge in itself that I really enjoy. Right. So uh, aside from the business side, you know, real estate, like I said, just has a lot of tax advantages and just a lot of, you know, a lot of perks. Uh, okay. What about you? What about yourself? Why real estate? Well, obviously everything you just mentioned, but um, for me, I think it, it all comes down like to the end goal. I want I want something here after I'm gone. Right. We're only here for you know so yeah, long, right? Good point. So I want something you know here that's you know after I'm gone, right? For for somebody else to enjoy, yeah. right? So uh, and to build true wealth, to sure. build true wealth, to build generational wealth, right? Uh, to get to the point where you know my my kids 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 right will yeah. be taken care of right? right so that's what I want that's all that's what's what's the the end goal behind it right right and along the way of doing that you know and this is why the one of the main reasons we opened the fund is to help as many people right be involved right right in that in that opportunity because I think right now you know the fund right funds right they I mean you told me this that you know they're not really offered to you know, people don't really know a lot about funds and, and you have to be a certain type of investor to right. even, you know, you know, to participate in a fund. Right. Yeah. So why don't you talk about tell let people know that, you know, <laughs> you, you're not you'll never really the average person will never yeah. be really invited to invest into a fund. Yeah. Right? So, so it wasn't until a couple of years ago yeah. uh, where they passed a, a, a bill mm-hmm. that allowed for, you know, your your regular people yeah. to be able to have access to these type of uh, uh, what's called alternative investments. Right. Um, so this these are what's called private placements. Okay. So private placement investments are typically, were typically only for accredited investors. So what is an accredited investor? So an accredited investor is someone yeah. who has uh, a net worth mm-hmm. of about, of a million dollars or above. Okay. And this does not include their personal residence. Okay. Okay. Um, and or earns a annual income of $200,000 right. if they're single right? Uh, and they have to prove that for the last two years um, or a combined joint income of $300,000 if, you know, if it's a joint uh, okay. combined you know, married couple. Right. So the net worth of a million dollars or above, not including your, your uh, primary residence or earning 200000 if you're single or 300000 combined. Right. So those are the two simplest forms of being considered an accredited investor. And again, these type of investments, at least not until a couple of years ago, were not really advertised or marketed. Uh, these are things that you kind of just had to know, you know, through your attorney, you know, through your CPA, right. or through your financial advisor. And again, typically you would have to have a good size amount because a lot of these, uh, a lot of these funds require a, uh, a pretty large Lump minimum. sum of minimum, yeah. Minimum, yeah. So, you know, in some cases, you know, maybe if you're lucky, 150000 minimum, 200000 But once you start getting up there, you know, a million-dollar minimum investment. So, again, these were not available or even known to, you know, your regular person. Right. right. But um, a couple of years ago, like I said, uh, you know, there was a bill that passed. And uh, now it's there's, there's different forms uh, to structure your fund. Where it uh, it does allow non-accredited investors, right? Okay, and so there are different types like crowdfunding. That's you know that's pretty popular, right? Um, that's pretty big, especially now with uh, you know with with crypto and everything like that. Um, and then there's other type of regulations that are that are exist as well. So Reg Reg A is another one that allows you for non-accredited, and uh, what we are, which is a Reg D regulation D, uh, we're a 506B. So that looks, that yeah. that type of offering, mm-hmm. the way that we have a structure, we have uh, we have the ability to have up to thirty five non accredited investors. 
So um, yeah, like you said, these these type of alternative investments were not available. Uh, one, because it does have to a certain degree a higher level of risk, but it also has a much higher level of reward as well, upside to your investments versus you know investing in bonds or mutual funds, which typically are just under ten percent. Um, these type of alternative investments can you know can reach. 20, 30, 40%, 50% in some cases. Right. Just depends on, you know, who you're investing with and where you're investing. Right. Yeah. So but the high the high risk is why these things were not available. Got it. So what you're basically saying is, you know, my for instance, you know, somebody out there that's making, you know, 60, 70 grand a 70 grand a year. Yeah. Right. They saved up. Right. right? They saved up and they saved up maybe a hundred grand. Right. Right. Yeah. Now that person, right, has an opportunity, right? To actually participate in in these type of funds, right. right, which is which is incredible because right now you know the only thing the only thing out there where people to invest in is really just the market, the stock yeah. market, right? Yeah. And that's what most people are are familiar with, right? The the thing with that is that it's very volatile as well, super volatile. And uh, look at the market right now, exactly. Right? And yeah. so at least if let's say in real estate, let's do a comparison, right? You know, I got the stock market that's that that you know tanked, let's mm-hmm. just say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if the real estate prices, you know, they also fluctuate. But Absolutely. if the real estate prices, let's say they drop, you know, the market crashes, you still have a piece of real estate. Right. You know, and if it's a rental property, you're still collecting rent. Right. You know, versus the stocks, you know, you, you don't have that 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 leverage. You don't have that ability. Right. You know, going back to the the rental property, you know, even if the prices have dropped from where you bought it, right. You know, and you're still collecting rent, you know, that tenant is paying down the principal balance as well. Right. So even though the price has gone down, you're still paying down the balance. And then with time, that value is going to go back up. Always goes back up. Right. And so, you know, now, you know, you're creating equity for yourself. So that's, you know, that's the difference as far as, you know, stock and and, and real estate. And the thing, too, I I like about real estate, and this is why I I chose real estate as my vehicle, is because, you know, you're actually, you have the ability to control your investment, meaning forced appreciation, right? Right. In a stock and a bond, right? You have no control in that, exactly. you know, whether that's going to yeah. go up or whether that's going to go down. But in real estate, you actually have an option to go out there and, and do something called forced appreciation, either rehab a property, add value to the property. Right. right. And you can do that as fast or as slow as you want. So exactly. that's another reason why I love real estate. And that's why I chose real estate as my vehicle. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is this is a lot of I think, you know, why we we talked about this, why we create this podcast. Is there's a lot of things that people know but really don't know about real estate right especially you know people that are getting getting into it um and so that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to create this podcast is for people to come on here learn learn a thing or two right right yeah and uh hopefully you know you know dabble dabble in real estate and and hopefully you know get where they want to get where they want to be and even you know find their own vehicle in a way yeah Uh, but maybe real estate can be a stepping stone as well absolutely and just help people kind of you know overcome those fears as well because it is it it it, it can be what's the most common misconception about real estate i don't have enough money okay so people think they need a lot of money correct okay yeah and so and again i I don't know if you want to go into this uh to this topic on this episode but um, there's different ways of doing that, you know, uh, getting into real estate, whether you have some money, no money, or, you know, very little. Oh, money. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Good debt, back, good debt, right? Well, you know, again, that's part of it yeah. as well. But, yeah. um, you know, that's the biggest misconception is I don't have enough money right. uh, in order to, uh, to purchase something, but there's multiple different ways of getting into real estate, buying right. the property, right. you know, uh, creative financing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. 
But yeah, I think that, you know, if someone wants to get into real estate, as far as let's say mine, uh, real estate, mm -hmm. um, as an investment property, uh, I think, in, and I think one of the things that I talked about earlier, which is reverse engineering. So, you know, people get stuck on the fact that I don't have money mm -hmm. and then they just stop there. Right. So maybe if they look at it from the perspective of, you know, putting the money aside, let's say you did have the money because you could find the money. Right. Right. And that's kind of one of the, where I was kind of going to. But um, it's more about how you structure the, the deal, right? So the money should be the last thing that you should be worried about, mm -hmm. which again, you know, that's the biggest thing and the biggest fear for people. It's more of like, how do I structure a deal? How do I find a good deal? And then everything else will be just kind of put into place. I mean, if you bring the deal, right? Right. I think yeah. the biggest thing is yeah. finding the deal. I right? think it's just with any other industry yeah. and any other, you know, thing that you have to do, it's just, it just takes time. Uh, it takes work to, you know, to really you know, get into it and finding a good deal. But like I said, it, it, it's something that anyone, in my opinion, can really get into. Right. Um, and like you said, either A, you partner up with somebody and learn the ropes uh, in, a, in a much faster way, mm -hmm. um, or you simply self-taught, you know? And right now there's there's accessibility to everything, whether it be through videos, books, podcasts, et cetera. So there's real, no real reason why anyone cannot get into you know, real estate or investing in real estate because there's so much information out there. Right. And that notion that I don't have enough money, you know, get rid of it. Let that be the last thing on your mind because money will follow deals. Right. So as long as you were, you're able to find a good deal, the money's going to follow it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If you bring the deal to the table. Right. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Well, I think, uh, you know, we, I didn't want to, you know, go into too much detail on sure. the first, on episode one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So obviously we're going to be doing a lot of episodes, right. Providing a lot of content, a lot of, you know, educational information about real estate, about Luxem Capital, about the fund, right. About finance, right. About entrepreneurship mindset. I'm excited to have lending, lending, right. I'm excited yeah. to have other, you know, like I said, entrepreneurs on here interviewing them and you exactly. know, kind of seeing their journey and what they've been. So I'm excited about this podcast. We're fired up about this podcast, guys. I think we're gonna call it uh, call it quiz on the, on episode one right now, okay. right? Uh, I don't want to go too much into it. Sure. I want to obviously, you know, go go and and basically, you know, find other topics and get deep in detail, right? Right on yeah. on each specific one. So I think this was good. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the podcast, right? Uh, we're gonna be doing this, so I'm excited for you guys. But with that being said, I'm gonna end it right here because I feel like we can talk all oh, yeah. day yeah. about you know money right I all talk day for hours in regards to this yeah so we can go all day so with that being said guys i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast if you guys um enjoyed the podcast learn something right do me a favor um just like the podcast share it with somebody that you know um you know obviously we're not running any ads on the podcast right now right we're not sponsored at all so uh, the only way this is going to get out is if you got something out of it and hopefully you did and you can share it with somebody else with that being said guys i'll see you on the next episode of money talks money talks Never stops making moves. Set the plot. What we do, never lose. Heading straight to the top. Stay on a hustle, straight from the muscle. We up at our business, we stay on the grind. We never falling, you know that we ballin'. We up at this money and stay on our mind. <laughs>